the tears and flowers you are now inside the mind of a healing muslima it's your girl zakia and we are doing another mobile episode today in case you don't know i am a mom of four and so i live in my car basically so i'm in the car with my daughter now tahira hey. and <laughs> we are uh I wanted to do an episode and I didn't have time to sit at home, um, so I decided to record on the road. So today's uh, topic is daddy issues and um, just having, I was thinking a lot of things on the way to go pick my daughter up and so I just wanted to get her take on it and because I'm, I'm saying that I have daddy issues I don't know if she will say she has daddy issues but I do (laughs) I know I do because growing up I always had um like I didn't really have much of a relationship with my father even when I lived with him like there was there was not much of um a father-daughter relationship and he still isn't very affectionate like even now um if I go to hug him you know what I mean like I always have to like hold on for longer like force him to hold on for longer you know what I mean just to like I don't know but my dad was never um affectionate and then especially when I was growing up um he was very like militant and strict and Dare I say, misogynistic. When I got a hug from him, I was just like, damn, I thought I didn't. I uh, didn't hug often. You don't really hug people. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you you add that on to, um, you know, someone that's very militant and just, you know what I mean? And especially, I felt hard on... The, the females you know what I mean like I really feel like I really feel like he was and that's one of the reasons why when I was you know 12 13 and I lived with him I um even though I um I loved being Muslim and I, I liked that part of living with him like I I could I just couldn't take the double standards when it came to um, the girls and the boys. Like, the boys got to do everything and the girls literally had foots on their necks 
you know what I'm saying? Like, 24-7. Like, we got watched like hawks and, like, even to the point to where, um, you know, my stepsister uh, at the time, she, um, which I don't consider her my stepsister. She's like my sister's sister. But she, um, you know, she went through her little rebellious stage and, you know, I guess she had, like, a little boyfriend at the time and my dad was talking about taking her to the masjid in front of whoever, you know, in the in the masjid and lashing her. And I literally have never heard of them doing that to any of the boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure, like, come on, I'm sure the boys was out doing all kinds of stuff because they were allowed to do more you know what I'm saying like they were allowed to do things I feel like when it came to making when it comes to making mistakes I feel like it was a there was a lot more forgiveness in the boys making mistakes than it was for the girls absolutely and it's still it's still that way when it comes to how he views um his children today even as adults I feel like it's also how he treats his grandchildren too yeah like I I feel like as adults like my behavior my actions my everything is so heavily scrutinized and whereas like my brother (laughs) he just lets him do his own thing doesn't really say much it's not it's not that he lets him do his own thing it's just that he will protect my brother's reputation and just like he will make sure my brother is good. You know what I'm saying? Whereas me, like he won't even call and check on me to see if I'm okay. Like I didn't talk to him for a whole year. You know what I mean? So it's like and it's and it's literally been like that like my entire life. And even as, and we didn't even really have much of a relationship until um, I became an adult. And I was like, you know what, give him a chance. And, um, and even that relationship, it was something that I initiated, something that I um, like actively sought. You know what I'm saying? If you would have never made the first move, do you think that you're that? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, it it, might have, but I don't know if it would have because if I don't, if, if I don't keep in contact, there is no contact. So it's like, and so that translates into my relationships. How does that translate into my relationships? I feel like, um... I'm like, I think it's allowed me to accept a lot less in a relationship. You know what I mean? Because your father is supposed to be like your first love, your first, you know what I'm saying, whatever. And because my relationship with my father was what it was, I think I decided, maybe subconsciously, without even realizing it, I think I decided that... um, 
it's okay if a if a man doesn't really show you <laughs> that he loves you. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay if he's not really there for you. And it's okay if, you know, like, it, it just made me accept so much. Because I felt like I had to accept these things about him in order to have a relationship with him. And I had to accept him for, you know, who he is, just like anybody else. And so I think in doing that, I just taught myself that, you know, it's perfectly acceptable to be in a relationship with a man that is emotionally unavailable. It's perfectly acceptable to be in a relationship with a man who doesn't um, really, I don't want to say doesn't really respect women because I don't want to make my dad sound bad, but it's like, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and every woman in his life can attest to how he is with women versus how he is with men or boys. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a lot harder on you than he is Khalif. I know that just like he's a lot harder on me than he is my brother yeah um, which is absolutely insane to me but because I feel like my brother is the one like boys are the ones that you know are the leaders of the family they are the ones that are the protectors the maintainers all of that like shouldn't they be held to like like a standard like why am I held to a higher standard than a man is when he has all these these responsibilities that he's supposed to have and all of these you know different roles or whatever he's supposed to play but yet you hold me to a higher standard and to me that's absolutely insane and I don't understand it but again it's made me I think just be so accepting of the bare minimum. I realize that. Like, I literally be accepting the bare freaking minimum. Like, crumbs. Okay? And it doesn't feel good at the end of the day because I know I'm getting crumbs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I literally know it. But then it's just something in me that says, well, you know, if that's all they can give, <laughs> be grateful or something. Like, I, I remember one time uh, me and Ivy were discussing me deciding to leave Islam. And I was just mentioning that he seemed to have a closer bond Like almost no attention from him. 
anytime I wanted to go with him on a trip somewhere, it was always just like, it was just like, no, I'm going to take your brother instead. It's like, well, I wanted to go because I wanted to spend time with you. And now I'm in my adulthood and I don't tell him what's going on in my personal life and he wonders why. Listen, let me tell you something. There was a time where I wanted to get married uh, a, a couple years ago. I've been divorced for like since 2017 now. So there was a time, I think it was, um, it might've been like a year after my divorce. And there was a brother that, um, you know, I was potentially uh, going to consider for marriage. And so, you know me, I'm always like trying to be careful and make sure I'm not, you know, crossing any bounds. And not just that, but since I have made, you know, wrong choices before, I figured, you know, let me get my father's help in, you know, in, in this situation and, you know, let him talk to the brother, you know, assess him and, you know, tell me what he thinks. And I, I, I called him and I asked him, you know, I told him, you know, like, I would like for you to talk to this brother and, you know, he's, he's interested in marriage, whatever, whatever, and he refused. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I like, I remember you. He, he refused, and it blew my mind. It literally blew my mind because I'm like, first of all, Didn't if you, say I'm, you weren't divorced long enough or something like that? Like no, he was like, happen. oh, you. You're, this is too soon. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He you was know, like, it, you were this is too soon. It. You're rushing into marriage and all this other stuff. But meanwhile, when when he went through whatever he was going through, his wife wasn't even in Ida yet. And he was on Facebook fishing for another wife. Are you talking about when he divorced Cal Farm? No. Her name? No, no, no. I'm talking about a different situation. I'm not putting business out there but I'm saying he was she wasn't even in it that yet and you already throwing your line out there for another wife and here it is a year later for me and you won't even talk to the brother you won't even have a conversation with the brother and in my mind I'm thinking so you care nothing about my modesty you care nothing about me having a protector because you're not protecting me. You're not maintaining me. You're not doing any of these things, but you won't assist me in finding a partner to in life. To You know what I'm saying? And it completely, it, 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 it blew me. Like it really blew me because it made me feel like don't care like like you really don't care you know what I'm saying whether or not I have someone whether or not like you don't care but if I, but if I was out here and if I took my hijab off and if I started you know having haram relationships you know if I pop up talking about this my boyfriend you know people would lose their minds people would lose their minds and have everything to say about my life my choices my mental status my everything but yet I'm asking you to help me I'm asking you 
help protect your daughter and see if this man is good enough to be her life partner and he was like I don't want nothing to do with it and that I'm not gonna lie like even now me talking about it right now like my chest is starting to tighten up because it really made me feel like he don't care you remember the fiasco that happened when I asked my uncle and I asked my grandfather to help me find a marriage we already know how that went like nobody nobody no nobody did anything nobody wanted to assist in this in their female family member securing one half their dean and two protecting her modesty protecting her heart all of these things like y'all didn't want to do this do you remember y'all didn't want to do that but the minute you took your hijab off the minute you did all you know what i'm saying you you made the decision that you made now everybody got an opinion and it was like but y'all didn't give a crap when she was literally begging y'all to help her find a husband nobody cared you know what i'm saying nobody cared that you know she's didn't have much of an example as far as you know a man being in the house even though i was married you know what i mean like nobody it just blows me that nobody um you know sought to protect either mine nor your modesty you know like if marriage is supposed to be half my dean y'all don't care about my dean either would they be jumping at the first chance to get you married? Like, right. But but guess what? Guess who was trying to get me married when I was 12 or 13, though? <laughs> to, to a grown man. Like, you know what I'm like, saying? I mean, like a grown man. Yes, a grown man. I think he was like in his 20s, maybe early 20s at the time. But when I was 12, 13, you telling me now I should start thinking about marriage. You know what I'm saying? Now, mind you, I'm 12, 13 years old. Don't really know much about Islam. You know what I'm saying? But you trying to convince this 12, 13 year old girl to think about marriage. Now, fast forward years on down the line, I'm an adult and I'm asking you to help me with marriage. And you refuse. Like, make it make sense. Um, you see what I'm saying? I so guess it's you like. Had no suitors. Girl, how did I? I guess you had no uh, no suitors who wanted to marry a 12 year old, I guess. I'm even. I'm blown away that someone in their 20s showed interest in a 12, 13 yeah. year old anyway. Listen, let me tell you, they was doing a lot of things back in those days that. Like, you were still. Listen, that's the reason why I feel like a lot of my cousins either practice Islam the way that they do or don't practice at all. And I'm just keeping it real. Because people can say whatever they want to say, but let me tell you something. My cousins and, you know, family that were raised by Muslim parents, check and see what they're doing now. Check and see how they live in their life now. Not to say that I'm judging anybody or, you know, trying to make it seem like 
I did better in life or that I got my stuff together or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, Islamically, check and see how they living right now. And then you have me, little old me, that everybody got opinions about that was raised by a Christian mother. You know what I'm saying? Raised by a woman who was braver and more courageous than any person on this planet I've ever known. I'm raised by a Christian. And look who's practicing today. You know what I'm saying? Like, look who's practicing today. And look how they practice today. And I'm just saying, like, and so that that's part of my daddy issues. And you hang on to Islam so tightly. You know what? It's been so hard for me lately. It's been extremely hard for me because I'm still trying to reconcile, you know, everything that I know Islam teaches with the examples that I've seen, that I continue to see, and just, it's just very, I, I don't want nothing to do with what these uh, particular people, you know, practice. I just don't want nothing to do with it. It's not good, it's not healthy. And I think it's very hypocritical and it's damaging. And you know who ends up damaged the most? The ones that are not being protected, i.e. the girls and the women. Like, who did I have to, you know, teach me these things as a child? I didn't have it as a child. Okay, now you can give it to me as an adult. And like, that's too much. And I get it, everybody has their own traumas and issues and you know what I'm saying? But it's, I've just realized how much I have hurt myself in relationships because I still feel the hurt from my relationship with my father. And even now, sometimes I feel like I wanna be married Sometimes I feel like I need to be married. Sometimes I know I need to be married. <laughs> but, like, I also am very distrustful of men. Because, I, like, I feel like, honestly, like, if my own father don't give a damn, like, how can I realistically expect someone who's not related to you? Not even somebody that's not related, but somebody's just a man. Like, how do how how can I realistically expect that? And I think maybe that's caused. I don't know if that's caused me to. I feel like I choose emotionally unavailable men, and I'm so sick of it because it's so hurtful to me. Because I'm such a giving person. And then I feel, I think because I choose these type of men, I go into like overdrive in giving and loving. To try to make up, to try to make up the deficit, to make up the difference? Yeah, I think I do. Like, I really, I really, really think that. Because even now, like, I'm gonna be all the way honest. Like, there, um, there was someone 
Oh shoot, did I just run that red light? Oh, I did. I was like, why are they sitting there? Anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> you were talking about someone you were interested in. Or oh, okay, yeah. So I'm gonna be honest. Like there was there there was somebody that I was very interested in marrying. Okay, and honestly, I'm not gonna lie. If they call me right now middle of this podcast <laughs> it was like let's get married my dumb ass probably would be like okay you know what I'm saying but I found that this person was even though there are so there were so many levels that we connected on and like it was just the connection was unreal but like for whatever reasons because I don't want to speculate on what's going on in somebody else's head and heart but for whatever reasons I just feel like he is very emotionally unavailable and whatever is inside of me was like oh my god he's been hurt <laughs> like I just gotta love him <laughs> like seriously and it, and it got to the point to where I was like ignoring my own hurt feelings when he wasn't emotionally there for me I was ignoring my own hurt feelings I was ignoring you know, the feelings of insignificance and you know what I'm saying? Like all of those things, I was making excuses and ignoring it. And, but I was really, it was really hurting me. And I'm like, I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, what is it in, in me that allowed me to even dismiss my own feelings to the point to where I'm letting myself be, in, be neglected you know what I'm saying and I'm I'm essentially feeling you know what I mean like alone and I'm I'm I'm, I'm sending the signal that I'm okay with this which is detrimental If you like don't say anything, then they're not gonna feel a need to change. See, but that's the thing. I don't want to change anybody. Like I don't want to change well, anyone. Not change as so much as like change their personality or whatever, but change their the behavior that they're doing. See, but that's the thing. You can't. It's hard to change your own behavior. How the hell are you gonna change somebody else's behavior? You can't. So. Well, that's why I'm not in a relationship. Well, I'm saying like it's true. Like it's hard enough trying to fix your own shortcomings. You can't fix nobody else, and you can't change nobody else. And I don't want to change anyone. But the thing that really got me is the fact that 
I don't want to change anyone and I don't want anyone to feel like they have to change for me but what hurts is that someone that I care about and someone that I would compromise my own feelings for doesn't even feel like I'm worth trying to compromise like I'm not asking anyone to be a different person like be who you are but also recognize that there is room for growth and evolution and when you care about somebody and especially when you're in a relationship if you know that something you know makes someone feel good or makes them feel loved or whatever even if it's something that you're not particularly comfortable with you know what I mean like you tell yourself um you know like this is not my favorite thing to do sometimes it can even be hard to do but you tell yourself I love this person I care about this person I care about their feelings so I'm gonna take myself out of my own comfort zone you know what I'm saying to try to accommodate this person's emotional needs right now in this moment you know what I'm saying like I'm not asking someone to be you know for us to have these mushy conversations and for them to you know spill their guts and heart out to me you know every conversation that we have but I am asking you to come out of your comfort zone and, you know, maybe change up something that you do because, you know, it would make me happy. And so the thing that hurts is knowing that I would do this for this person, but they don't even contemplate attempting to do it for me. And again, I feel like this all goes back to my relationship with my father my father doesn't even bother so where does like it's just I'm just like really realizing every time I think that you know I've worked through an issue <laughs> always reads its ugly head in some way you didn't even think it would I am realizing that sometimes it goes a, a whole lot deeper than we even realize like how do you think your relationship with your father impacts your relationships how you view men what you accept in a relationship what are deal breakers for you in a relationship because I feel like I've been so easy and I feel like it's because I, I just Part of me wants to prove to myself that I can be loved, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of issues there. And this is why I'm continuously in therapy. It's hard for me to open up to people. I don't like opening up to people. What do you mean? Like, how does that... And how is that a reflection of your relationship with your father? Because I didn't really tell my dad what was going on in, in the household because well I felt like he couldn't help me so I felt like there was no point in telling him anything 
so I just always kept a lot of stuff to myself. Like I remember the I remember when I told him that I was married and his reaction and I just like I just immediately felt a sense of regret, like wow, I should have never said anything. I should have just kept this all to myself. Like I regretted telling him that. And so like that like as much as I love my dad, I feel like our relationship was kind of superficial. What do you mean? It just we didn't we didn't interact like like on a deeper level. Mm. It was always just you know I was his little girl, I was his daughter, and he was my dad, and I wanted to impress him and I wanted his attention and stuff like that. But like I like he didn't grow he didn't grow up with me. Like as I started to grow up and become a woman, and I started to you know not you know, my, I, my ideas and, and the stuff. Yeah, I think he had a hard time accepting yeah. the fact that she was growing up. Like, he... <laughs> yeah, he but you was his little princess, and... I mean, I can kind of understand that, too, but... Yeah. Because, like, when I was a kid, um... I said I wanted to be an astronomer because I love space so much. And then when I grew up, I got married he was just like what happened to your dream about being an astronomer and I was like I don't really want to be an astronomer anymore and he couldn't believe it but if even if you still wanted to be why couldn't you be and still be married he thought I was married <laughs> too young he thought I was too young uh, it, it isn't that funny and he married me when I was 19 crazy <laughs> you know what I'm saying but you see that's the type of thing that gets me it's like, dude, you married me when I was 19, okay? And you was 10 years older than me. So let's do the math. And you married me, okay? So, and see, in that in that respect, you know, I was like my mama. I was like, nah, you got to marry me. I don't, I don't play those, those kind of games. And so he married me at 19. And you know what's funny? Everybody, his whole family was telling him, don't marry her, don't marry her. She's too much younger than you. And see, but these how they was thinking. They telling him, you know, she's gonna, you're gonna get older and she's gonna still be young. <laughs> so, they were thinking, so they were thinking that I was gonna basically like leave him, you know what I'm saying, years on down the line, even though, you know, our marriage didn't, work out but it was it didn't happen the way they said it was gonna happen you like, know what i'm saying they like he was gonna leave them all old and decrepit right you know what i'm saying still young and hot whole time he, he, he cheated on me but anyway <laughs> you know what i'm saying but so i was just like i didn't understand why he was like going crazy like he did when when you was married but like, so how do you feel about relationships? Like, how do you view men? Um, and this is not just based on, because you had a stepfather, I will include that in your daddy issues, okay? I, I, Even though he wasn't much of a stepfather at all, more feel, like a dictator. But how has like that have- shaped your your relationships i feel like they always have ulterior motives and i can't trust what they say at face value Hmm. so do you see how hard it is to even get into a relationship 
when you go into it with that frame of mind. You see what I'm saying? And then we sit and wonder why we still single. <laughs> like, we sit here and wonder why we still single, but we're we're trying to start relationships going into it with a twisted way of thinking to begin with. Because I already know I accept far less than I deserve. I already know that. And it, it's, it makes me feel sad sometimes. But then I also feel like, what can I do? Like, I'm just a given person like that. So with me, I'm still so much of a given person. Whereas with you, when you was younger, you used to be like this happy-go-lucky kid. Like, I love everything and everybody. And now you're like, not that. So <laughs> I'm looking at your face now. Like, <laughs> So tell me, like, what do you think changed that? And be honest. When you got married to my stepdad. Wow. Because before that, I was perfectly fine with you, me, and Khalif just being on our own, doing what we've always been doing. Just it just being us three. I felt like it was kind of the beginning of the end when you married him. Like this is even before. I knew much about him. I was just like, who is this person? I don't, I don't He's messing up our routine. He's messing up my family dynamic. I'm not liking this. I'm not digging this. But then in the beginning, I wanted so hard to like, imp- like, to it, like earn his like attention and affection because I was missing that from my dad at the time. So like, at first, I, like, idolized him up until later on, and he just showed his true colors, and he was nothing like what I imagined him to be, and it went from idol- idolization to more, like, disdain and resentment. Yeah. So how does that translate into your relationships? I feel like I'm a lot more aggressive when it comes to men. Aggressive how? Like, as far as, like, going after them or uh, as far as dealing with them, your attitude? Or... My attitude. Like, my attitude can get, like, re- like I can be, like, I can be really... Can that... The best way I can think of it, like, I can be, like, really bitchy. Like, I can just be really, really, really mean. Like, the moment I'm crossed, it's like you spat in my face and I'm going <laughs> and I'm going to turn into a freaking fury of hell and I'm going to ride your soul to the to the ninth inferno and you're going to write whatever you did to me you're going to write your wrong like I am so not forgiving when it comes to see and that's one of the see, and that is one thing that you have to be in a relationship you can't have a long-term relationship without having forgiveness and compromise and, the worst and part again is, we wonder why we're single and the worst part is is that i'll say i forgive them i didn't really forgive them you know so again 
how is how is that like translating into our relationships because you think about it like how are we even trying to be in a relationship or like without tackling these issues or at the very least um acknowledging the issues and then actively working on it because i hate for people to say that you know you have to be in like this perfect mental space in order to get into a relationship you know what i'm saying like you have to be this and you know your head got to be square on your shoulders and all of that because that's bullcrap and that's not how life works all the time sometimes it is very impractical because a lot of times um our relationships can heal us and not just romantic relationships you know what i'm saying like if you got issues that's gonna translate over into all your relationships not just your romantic relationship you know what i'm saying so like how less forgiving in my regular relationships right you know what i'm saying exactly so again like sometimes relationships can be healing though you know what i'm saying like sometimes you can meet a friend that like yo like they just completely get you and like you know and that helps you get yourself together you know what i'm saying sometimes the same can be true for relationships i know there's plenty of people who found their person when they were in the darkest moments of their life you know what i'm saying so i'm not saying that you have to be you know perfectly all together to be in a relationship but i think you should at least be actively um reflecting and um you know acknowledging your faults and trying to um fix them period because just with you saying that like you ready to ride somebody's damn soul into the ninth inferno like (laughs) how do you expect a relationship to survive like that with you riding your man's soul into the ninth inferno every time he pisses you off (laughs) why is it so hard for me to be forgiving that's what i'm saying like it's honestly you want to know why it's because um when um when that person yeah when they would do awful things they would apologize but then they'd keep doing the awful things and then i kind of learned that apologies mean nothing talk is cheap i want to see action so that's why if a person apologizes to me but i don't see like an immediate like action to right the wrong i'm just like oh you you were just saying that just to cover your tracks you were just saying that to to pacify me i still don't believe you right i still don't forgive you you know what that's so how do you how do you okay now going forward now that you at least acknowledge this one thing because the goal is to have healthy relationships across the board not just romantic relationships the goal is to have healthy relationships across the board so now knowing that you found this about yourself what do you do going forward i do a lot more um self-reflection when i get upset 
I try to pinpoint exactly what made me upset and what exactly what actions can both me and that person do to make me not upset anymore. Mm. Instead of just me saying, oh, you messed up. I'm pissed off. Right. <laughs> See, you know what? That's one thing that I've been uh, good at, cutting people off. Like, I'm very good at that. I'm and a that's pro. the thing. It's I get, I get upset so easily. And, like, well... It's hard for me to forgive, but, like, it's also hard for me to let go, too. And that's, you know what, that's true for me, too. Like, I think, see, because when you when you see that people do horrible things or bad stuff, and they know it's hurting you, right? And then they apologize and then still turn around and do the same things over and over again. You kind of, like, start to condition yourself that way. And so, when somebody is doing bad things it's like part of you wants to completely cut them off but then the other part it is hard to let go why is it hard to let go of something that's literally killing you because i have like daddy issues (laughs) well that and i hold out and i'm just like maybe well you probably got some mama issues too because maybe maybe they'll get better Maybe I'm catching them at a messed up moment and I'll let them go now. And then as soon as I let them go, they become better people. And then I miss out on that. I deserve, (laughs) I deserve those good bits. I deserve your best. Right. So I'm going to try to stick around for you to get to that best, even if it's not good for me. And maybe you'll never even reach that best. Nine times out of ten, they (laughs) don't. It's really hard for people to change, especially when they don't have then why is it, um, I feel like an incentive I, to change. Why is it I feel like as soon as I cut someone off, they get so much better? I'm like, what the hell? So was it me the whole time? <laughs> you know what? Gosh, did the truck gotta be that loud? Um, this just made me lose my damn train of thought. Um, yeah, okay, so going forward though, like, I'm trying to figure out how can I... Why is the zipper undone? Okay. Maybe you just didn't notice it? <laughs> that just looked weird. Anyways, um... <laughs> um what was I saying? <laughs> uh, going forward. Okay, so... I want to try and figure out... Um, how to recognize when... Um, sliding back into that mode. You know what I'm saying? Because it's something that I do without even being aware that I'm doing it. And it's become um, so, uh, so much of a habit that I do it without even thinking. But then I end up resenting myself because I know I'm just accepting crumbs. You know what I'm saying? So I think I have to learn how to um, take things at face value and stop trying to, um, you know, paint a prettier picture on it. And not just that, but to also come to terms with my relationship with my father and accept it for what it is and 
accept the fact that it has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I literally had no, um, no hand in how he turned out to be as an adult. You know what I'm saying? And so, and especially how he, um, you know, chose to live his life or whatever. So that's not a reflection of me. You know what I'm saying? And I think I've been internalizing that for so long that maybe I do feel like it's a reflection of me. Not maybe. I do. I have to. Because there's no way that I would accept the things that I have accepted without um, without that. So I think I'm going to just... Um, start learning how to take things for for what it is and just know that um, whatever I'm willing to do for someone they should be willing to do for me period and I have to learn that when that's not being served I need to just get up from the table you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I need to stop trying to, you know, stop trying to order different seasonings to put on this poop meal. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop trying to dress it up in different ways and just accept it for what it is and move on. And stop internalizing it like it's a reflection on me. Because while I feel that me being single, um, there's... There's different reasons why I'm single. For one, there's, I just haven't found the right one yet. And for two, is like, I just, uh, I just don't want to be in a situation where I am, uh, where I have permanently attached myself to someone that is uh, showing me that they're not for me but because you know I'm I'm craving that love so much I'm just willing to martyr myself and accept whatever it is that they're willing to give me so I think I'm I'm done with that all right well we're gonna close up this episode of daddy issues I hope I was a uh... No, I want you to think about this some more. Like, really think about just the different habits that you have in your relationships and try to pinpoint where it comes from. Because that's the only way you can figure out, like, why you're making the choices that you're making and then try to go about making different choices going forward. But, um, yeah. So, I'm going to work on my daddy issues and uh, hopefully you work on yours too. Cause I wanna be married and I will be married I think. Cause I look too good to be alone. <laughs> Considering where you, why you just picked me up, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, y'all, y'all be safe. <laughs> Join us next time for Tears of Flowers, peace. <laughs>